Hi, welcome to episode 638 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and on this Labor Day, I've been laboring all day to create a high-quality product. I also recorded this podcast. Every week on the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 650? Today, it's Fantastic Four, volume six, number three, released in November 2018. Family Reunion by writer Dan Slott, artists Sarah Pacelli and Nico Leon. We pick up where we left off last issue, with Reed and Sue facing off against the murderous griever lady on some alien world. She allowed Reed to transport Ben and Johnny to the fight, but Reed cheated and he brought a whole bunch of other former FF members and assorted friends. Johnny says it feels less like a Fantastic Four reunion and more like a Fantastic Four Apalooza, which would be more successful than Woodstock 50. Sue tells everyone about the Griever and says that the multiverse has never faced a greater threat. Really? I mean, has she ever read any of the previous issues of the Fantastic Four? I can name tons of greater threats to the multiverse. All Griever wants to do is destroy the universes that Franklin created. She never said anything about killing any real universes. At this point, a shocking development, Reed seems to recognize the Griever lady's voice. Back when he was locked in a room filled with equations all over the walls, trying to save the universe by solving an unsolvable problem, Reed heard that woman's voice and it told him, you lose. You know, that was probably just the voice of the cleaning woman, telling him that she quits and is not going to clean those walls. Reed orders Ben and Johnny to kill the teleportation machine that brought them there. Well, that's a crazy plan. But Ben and Johnny don't question Reed's orders because he's always right. Except for the last few years when Reed and Sue haven't been able to return to Earth. People like Medusa and Power Man look less than thrilled to see their ride home destroyed. What they don't know is that Reed has downloaded the Uber app to his phone. Uber is for everyone! Reed has figured out why the Griever lady let him use the machine to bring Ben and Johnny there. She secretly wanted to get the coordinates to their universe so she could destroy it. Maybe she just wanted to go to Disney World. Is that so bad? He also points out that she probably won't destroy the universe that they're in because she's there too. Reed tells everyone to destroy the Griever's ship, but mentions to the She-Thing to save one telepod, which everyone assumes he's going to use to get them home. I'm not sure what a telepod is. Sounds like a podcast with video. Which is a bad idea. People who choose to do podcasting instead of YouTube videos do so for a reason. While the rest of the heroes run off to destroy the Griever's ship, Reed huddles with Sue, Johnny, and Ben. Sue points out to Johnny that while only a year has passed since he saw them last, because they're traveling in time and stuff, five years have passed for them, which is why Valeria has aged so much. Sue takes Johnny over to the ridge to where the Future Foundation kids are waiting, where Johnny has an emotional reunion with Franklin and Valeria, and then the Thing comes over and the kids are happy, the kids are happy to see him too. By the way, 
The other superheroes are busy fighting the dangerous, this dangerous woman who wants to destroy the universe. And it seems a little rude to be off having a little family time reunion while all the others are off risking their lives. As he talks to Ben Franklin, seems really... Oh, wait. Not Ben Franklin. As he talks to Ben, Franklin seems really down on himself with Molecule Man dying and Franklin being unable to stop this griever lady. And of course he's right. All this is his fault. He should, he should have never tried to play God. There are only two beings in this universe who can really be considered gods. Number one, God. Number two, Trump. Omniscient, all-powerful, full of love and truth. Okay, I've been sniffing my magic markers again. Where was I? We see the Griever lady fighting She-Hulk and Spider-Man. Now, she has made very short work of Molecule Man, who was very, very powerful, so I don't know how these other heroes are staying alive. I think the writer made a big mistake in having the Griever be so massively powerful earlier, because this fight with very uncosmic superheroes makes no sense. They should be defeated very quickly. So the Fantastic Four finally decide to get involved. They ask Reed how they can stop the Griever lady, and he says, We can't! She's an embodiment! Eh, boy I hate comics when they have to fight embodiments. I get the feeling this issue will end with them holding hands and beating the Griever Lady with the power of love. I got Huey Lewis on standby. He compares her to other entities like Order, Chaos, Eternity, the In-Betweener, God Beings, the living manifestations of abstract concepts. You know, I think I might be the living manifestation of an abstract concept. Call me Mild Discomfort. Valeria is screaming at her dad, something about not giving up. Reed gives earpieces to Johnny and Ben, and tells Valeria to get on the telepod and ask Johnny to fly off and give him the status on the Griever's ship. And he tells Franklin he needs to confront the Griever one more time, a task that he is, of course, very reluctant to do. I mentioned this last episode. I liked it better when Reed and Sue were trying to keep their kids out of this kind of shit, instead of putting them in front and center. So the family tries to talk to Franklin, and inspire him to do this. Spider-Man comes by to chat, and then Ben talks to Franklin, and eventually, he's like, Oh, okay, let's do this. Sue takes uh, them over to the Griever in a force bubble. Ben and Franklin jump out, and it's clobbering time, and they sock the lady in the face. Next, we see the rest of the superheroes fighting the Griever's monsters. When Johnny flies in, he sees Iceman there and asks what he's doing there. Yeah, I have the same question. He says, you're not one of the FF. Iceman replies, sure I am. Remember the time you guys made me a member with Namer? Johnny cuts him off. Oh no, that totally didn't count, he says. And there's a caption at the bottom of the panel that says, an untold tale for another day. What? There have been hundreds of comics with Iceman, and probably thousands of comics with the Fantastic Four, but they're going to reference an event that hasn't appeared in a comic before? Sounds like Dan Slott is too lazy to read old comics, so he would rather just make up a false history for these characters. Meanwhile, Sue, Reed, Ben, and Franklin are still facing off against a griever. Sue mentions the children, and this gives a griever an idea. The adults, leave them be, 
Destroy the children! I like the way this woman thinks. So the leech-headed monsters who work for the Griever, they go around and they surround the future Foundation kids. But then Medusa, Black Panther, Ant-Man, and a bunch of others uh, come in to fight them off. Meanwhile, Valeria sees that junked-up transporter device and gets an idea. Johnny finds a hole in the Griever's ship. He looks inside, and he's like, oh boy. The Griever grabs Franklin by the throat, and she says, Every family tree withers at my touch. She tells Franklin that she's going to kill billions of people in these universes that Franklin created, something that will haunt him for the rest of his life, or she can kill him, which would be an act of mercy. You know, maybe she could kill Valeria. Now that would be an act of mercy for me. Sue comes in and says, Take your hands off my son! Griever makes some uh, comments about how useless Sue is. Apparently she read the early Stanley issues of the Fantastic Four. But then Sue turns invisible and easily takes her son away from the Griever, turning him invisible too. I think Griever was surprised by the power of invisibility used by a character called the Invisible Woman. Back in the Griever's ship, Johnny is surprised to find the Hulk. And the Hulk, for some reason, wants to keep his presence a secret. So he tells Johnny to take credit for the massive carnage and death inside the ship, which Johnny proceeds to do. Why does Hulk want to keep his presence a secret? Why was he even teleported there, other than that three-issue Art Adams story? He doesn't have much of an association with the Fantastic Four. So Johnny tells Valeria that he's done, and Valeria tells Reed. Reed blurts out, Alright people, we're done here! Griever is unhappy, and she's like, hey, nobody is ever done with me. But with her ship badly damaged, she's kind of stuck in this universe with no way to get out. She's a living embodiment of entropy, not a mechanic. Reed tells her to go and teleport back to her native realm, or he'll destroy the teleporter and strand her here. That seems awfully nice of him. Just go and strand her there. Otherwise, they'll probably have to deal with her again. Oh wait, who am I kidding? She's a terrible villain, and we will most likely never see her again. She decides to teleport away, and she's gone. So now the group has to go about repairing their teleporter, the one that will take them back to Earth. Valeria is, of course, going to be the one to fix it, not Reed. <sighs> How did she become smarter than Reed? She tells Alex to look for a flux capacitor in the wreckage of the teleporters. Flux capacitor? Does this now take place in the Back to the Future universe? Franklin is chatting with Spider-Man and says he has a code name now, which is Powerhouse. Powerhouse. Didn't he have a superhero name back when he was a member of the Power Pack? Tattletail? That was a terrible nickname. And Powerhouse isn't much better. It reminds me of a character, Powerhouse, from the Savage Dragon comic. A big, strong, flying bad guy with a chicken head. Valeria has a superhero nickname too, Brainstorm. Dan Slott is doubling down on these super kids, and I can already tell that I'm going to hate, hate, hate these issues. Enough with the kids. The issue ends with the four members of the Fantastic Four having a side meeting, while Franklin and Valeria do all the work. They have a little chat about how they're happy to be a team again. They do that thing in, where, like back in issue one, where they put all their hands on top of each other, and at this point, Ben mentions that they have to get home so that Reed can be Ben's 
best man, immediately, even though they haven't seen Ben in five years, they assume, correctly, that Ben is finally getting married to Alicia. They know damn well that no other woman would be stupid enough to marry a foul-tempered rock monster, so they give Ben a hug, and that is the end of the issue. So far, this has been my least favorite of the three issues. The Griever Lady, still a terrible villain, with a very unclear motivation, even in her second and last appearance. The appearance of all these ca other characters, like, what was the point of that? Okay, it's nice to see the she thing again. I can't believe she's still around, and still wearing the same costume with McDonald's arches that go over each boob. There's still an over-reliance on uh, Franklin and Valeria. I feel like this is a thing ever since the movies, uh, the movie Incredibles, where the kids were like a part of the team, and they were compared to the Fantastic Four, and now everyone feels like Franklin and Valeria should be equal parts of the Fantastic Four. But it's called the Fantastic Four, not the Fantastic Six. This was my biggest fear in coming back to do this podcast, that I would just end up uh, bitching about these issues. I, I sure hope they get better. On a scale of 1 to 4, I give this issue a 1.5. So that's all for now. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Well, all my heroes got tired And all the days they got short Oh, yeah, the love that I dreamt of It came to me at my worst